Grand Rising. Grand Am Rising. I live? Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> here, I'm just going to open us up here. That was my bad. Grand Rising MI5, my people, my family, my tribe. Happy Thursday. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a fantastic week so far. We've got a jam-packed with information, wisdom, and knowledge episode for you today. And I'm super excited to have it delivered by a very good friend of mine, Mr. Pierre Cormier. But, you know, before we get into that, before we really dive in, first we have to talk about the reason why we're here. The reason why we're here is because of something, a little something. It's actually, it's not a little something, but we like to be humble over here. The MI5 movement. Now, what the heck is MI5? No, we are not the British intelligence agency. As cool as it would be for me to walk around with a British accent and a gun on my hip, we are a movement for people to become the best version of themselves and, and be able to equip themselves with financial literacy tools and passive income sources so that they can become financially free and be able to live their passion. Because we believe that the more people who are living their passion and actually blessing the universe with their skills and their, their desire to live out their dream, that's how we're going to be able to make the world a better place as a collective. Now, how did we start and what does MI5 mean, right? So MI5 means millionaire in five years. And it's based off the principle that you can take $500, which most people can scrape up, and compound that at 13.6% a month and that uh, every single month for five years. And that comes out to $1,051,162.57. And 57 cents. But really, it's not all about just becoming a millionaire. Because one thing that I've learned over and over and over again on my journey of being a successful job free entrepreneur is that being successful is not about having a seven figure net worth, but it's about the character of person that you are, the level of character that you have. And honestly, it's mostly about self development. A lot of being successful is about how much time you spend on creating a better version of yourself because it's not always the big giant accomplishments of having seven figures or like creating your own business that make you a successful entrepreneur, but it's the little daily activities that you take that compound over time that end up creating that best version of yourself. Now, MI5 started because me, Brian Davis, Eric Melissa, Brandon Osborne, and about 13 other people decided that we wanted something different to happen in the, the, the passive income financial space. You know, we were like, this is not, this is not as awesome as it could be. And, and we were like, yo, there's a lot of people in our network that are putting their money to work in really creative ways. I want to make more money in my sleep. How the heck do I do that? And so we got together 15 people on a mastermind call just on Zoom right? Four hours a night, multiple times a week for months. And what we really came down to was that in this age of the internet, we're living in information overload, right? And almost all the things out there, there's all these coaches and gurus and courses about how to teaching you how to get rich tomorrow or yesterday. They're almost all garbage and they're all almost all scams. And there's a lot of things out there that are actually misleading. 
And you have to be really, really careful who you listen to because what's funny is that a lot of those people are actually making most of their money by selling the course and not actually from the thing that they teach you how to make money with. And so it can be very uh, misleading when you just try to like go out there and, and find a way to create a better life for yourself. Because the sad thing is that a lot of people are good intentioned people and they just want to go out there and find a way to make a better life for their family. And they get confronted by all these people who don't have good intentions. And they end up actually hindering the, their growth and their journey. And so what MI5 aims to be is a hub of all the grade A opportunities that we ourselves have vetted. You know, being the MI5 core founders, we've had a lot of opportunities to find different ways to make money. We've had a, countless people. We've done over 800 Zooms in the last years. 800 Zoom calls with 800 different people, literally just talking to them, telling them about MI5, telling them our vision, asking them, you know, you know, what do you do to make passive income? And, and, and looking at that and maybe and vetting it and integrating it into our own lives before bringing it to our other people. Because as you can see right here, our logo has a shield in it. And that's for a very intentional reason. We don't just have our logo because it looks cool. I mean, it does look cool. I'll give it that. But it's a very intentionally driven logo. You know, we have a shield in, our, in, in it because we are our main, one of our core values, protection of capital and protection of our people. We only want the best opportunities and the safest opportunities in our community because our community is like a family. As, as you know, like when I open up the, when I open up the call, I go grand rising MI5, my people, my family, my tribe, because that's literally what it is. This is my tribe, right? And I'm building out a community of people that I, I know that is on the same mission of one, trying to be the best version of themselves, finding their dreams, because if you don't know what your dream is, you can't chase it. Being able to find or create your purpose within your life so that you have the tools and the, the intention to help people in your life and in the world by using your passion because passion and service is purpose. And so, you know, and then there's knocking out traumas, you know, helping people eliminate traumas, which is part of, uh, you know, Pierre's wisdom, which is why I'm so excited to have him on tonight. And most importantly, this is arguably the most important, knowing that you have the responsibility to change any circumstance or situation in your life because you are the creator of your universe. And a lot of people have the false impression that outer sources and outer influences are the sole influence of how their life goes. And we're here to tell you that that is completely and utterly false and that you are the one who is responsible to change your situation, even if it wasn't your fault. And also, we might be the first people to tell you that being a millionaire or being a millionaire in five years or having even six figures, if that's all you want, is not about the amount of money that's in your bank account. It's about the level of character, like I said in the beginning, right? Because number one, if having two commas in your bank account makes you faint, you're probably not in the right position to uh, be rich yet, right? You know, some people don't even know what to do with that kind of money because they're scared of the success. They're going to be, they're scared of the success because if they succeed, they might lose it. Right. And that's the completely, that's the, that's the mindset that we're here to squash for people 
and with people. So how do we do that? You know, I'm, I'm talking all this game, you know, we're, we're out here making people's lives better. But like, what are we actually doing? What is the action steps? No, we're not just talking. We actually do do this. And we have cre- helped uh, like over 30 people at this point create six figure incomes for themselves using what we call the MI5 system. What is the MI5 system, you might ask? Well, we go in when you when you enter MI5, which, by the way, is a completely free community that you can join on Telegram right there. T.me slash the MI5 movement. MI5 is a completely free community where when you join, you are instantly, uh, you know, you're approached by uh, me, Brian and Brandon and Eric, you know, teaching you about mindset and all of the things that I previously was talking about. And you know, teaching you about financial literacy, but also one of the things that we confronted, one of the problems that we had when we first started doing MI5 was the fact that a lot of the awesome opportunities that we had were $10,000 or above minimum investment. And we were like, okay, that's great. All of these opportunities have the potential to be six figures or more. However, we're trying to help the little guy and little guys and regular people don't have just ten thousand or thirty thousand dollars to invest into their passive income sources okay so how are we going to do that and that is when the light bulb went off about credit and so we purchased our funding brokerage grand rising financial which i have the great honor of being a founder of along with brian and eric where we help people acquire zero percent interest business lines of credit that they can use to leverage into either creating that small business, uh, creating that business that they've always wanted to do, or using it to create an income stream for their, them and their family. So there's a lot of different, a lot of potential with a business line of credit. But really, what we're doing is just providing people with the liquidity that they need to leverage into creating different opportunities for themselves. And so. You know, essentially what the MI5 system is, is you join and work on your mindset, get a business line of credit, get capital, get funds to be able to use and grow your, your, your life and your business, and then invest into different passive income streams to create six, seven figure uh, incomes with passive income, money that you set up once and then you just kind of get for the rest of your life. So, you know, all this sounds great and everything. And it's, it's pretty awesome. Like I said, we, we've created 25 people or it's like over 25 people now that have created six figure incomes using our system, which is an honor to me. And I'd never thought I would be doing that at this age, which is just truly um, amazing. And I just want to express my gratitude to uh, Brian, Eric, Brandon, and everyone else that is in the MI5 community. And uh, this is literally, I'm living my dream doing this, you know? And so, you know, Really, what we aim to be in the future is a hub of opportunities, like I said, but we, we, we it goes much more beyond that, you know, creating strategic partnerships with other people that have resources like Pierre, like Leah, that was on Leah, 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 that was on the show last week with her time management program. You know, she's, she's crushing it. Pierre's crushing it. We have other people that offer remote jobs. So if you want a remote job to set yourself free, you know, you can become an insurance agent from your home or become an online notary, you know, and, and we're always looking for more ways so that we can help people get away from their nine to five that maybe they absolutely do not like. So not only that, but also having products for your health and wellness, you know, overall, 
what MI5 aims to improve in people's lives is their health, wellness, health, wealth, and relationships. Because that's really the, the, the core foundations of life, right? And so, you know, it's going to be something that really is impacting an incredible amount of people in the future. And not only having a community of people that are into that kind of thing and having a community of people that also share the beliefs and the um, goals of doing those, like improving those three aspects of life, but also being a media outlet for positivity. Because I am a, a strong believer of the principle that you need to be the change in the world that you want to see, be the change that you want to see in the world. And that is what we're doing here at MI5. So why do we call this the MI5 Mindset Mastery? Well, what the hell does mindset even mean? You know, you always hear it. Mindset, mindset, mindset. You need the abundance mindset. Wait, no. Positivity mindset. Actually, the millionaire mindset. That's the one you need right there. What the hell does that even mean? You know, everyone's always trying to sell you on mindset. But once you got the mindset, what's next? You know, but maybe you don't have the mindset. And, and that word, it just kind of sounds weird as it's coming out of my mouth so many times. Mindset is said so much and said in so many different ways and defined in so many different ways that it becomes almost like a platitude and starts to lose its meaning. And so that's, and, and you know, it, it may seem like we're not really helping that situation by calling this the MI5 Mindset Mastery, but I beg to differ because the reason why this exists is that we can bring people who are successful in their field, people who have created incredible mindsets for themselves and that are helping other people do the same so that we can share that knowledge and wisdom with you so that you can up level yourself and your internal workings and be able to make better choices because that is the ultimate that is the ultimate deciding factor of how your life goes the choices that you make so i have the honor and the pleasure of bringing my very good friend Pierre Cormier on the stage tonight. Pierre has been an incredible influence in my life since meeting him. I met him in Puerto Rico at this dinner, randomly sat next to me. Him, Brian, and I, we, we all like were just absolutely vibrating and just tr huge transfer of energy. Um, and we instantly clicked, and it was a clear and obvious um, realization that we there was some synergy within our lives and that we were going to be doing things together. And that we have, uh, I've been sharing my course energy architect with Pierre and in return, I've been doing his spirit, uh, spiritual alchemy transformation course and fully being able to fully accept that we really are spiritual beings moving through this life because a lot of people in MI5 are actively practicing natural laws and, and learning about that. And part of the, the three-step, you know, process of doing, you know, of truly manifesting your ideal life is one, of course, knowing how the universe works, knowing what you want and believing that you're going to get it, taking action and fully accepting that you are a spiritual being. And that is really how you start to possess all of the things you require before the physical realm brings them to you because you have them in the spiritual realm. And so it is my honor and pleasure to bring Mr. Pierre on stage tonight. Pierre, man, take it away. Thank you so much, Brian. 
uh, sorry, not Brian, Andrew. <laughs> you were plugging. I, I was still in uh, in uh, in Puerto Rico there. <laughs> you got me plugged into that energy. Uh, no, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for having me on. It's been an honor and an absolute pleasure to meet both uh, you and Brian. You are doing amazing things in the world, and I'm and I'm. And it's an absolute pleasure to to work alongside you and to learn from you, and also to transfer the knowledge and the, the wisdom that I have to share as well. I just want to say, uh, Grand Horizon, MI5, my people, my family, my tribe. I've been waiting a little, uh, a long time to to say that. Uh, I've been plugging to the the community on Telegram. I don't know much many of you, but I'm sure we'll meet in the future. It's an absolute honor to be part of this community because I strive for um, towards a lot of things that Brian and Andrew are striving for, which is to create a better future for this planet. So. Today, I want to introduce myself, just go over this, my story, where I came from, what brought me to where I am today, and what that um, idea of where I am today, what that, what that even is. And um, I'll go over three steps that you can take today to basically bring in more spirituality into your life, and I'll go over why you should consider doing that. So first off, I'm the youngest of five kids at home. I grew up in a very chaotic, very stressful environment. We're all playing competitive sports always on the go. And being the youngest of five kids at home, I grew up with a lot of insecurities. I had no voice, no confidence. I had a really hard time to confront people, to, to be in the spotlight, to, um, you know, to just, to just feel like my, I was worth speaking. I was worth um, just expressing myself because anytime that I would raise my voice and express myself in my family, because I'm the youngest one without people, without my family wanting to, they, they kind of, um, you know, never didn't really pay attention to what I was saying. So I kind of always felt small, kind of always felt inferior. And so that caused a lot of emotional pain that um, rippled out into the, into my reality. And all, you know, as Andrew was saying, we are all spiritual beings and we all create our reality based on what we think about and what we feel and what we vibrate. So I didn't obviously didn't know this when I was young, but looking back at it now that I know and understand these principles, I was attracting the same things over and over again. And that was people making fun of me, me not me allowing them to step on me um, and just kind of absorbing all that, all that negativity. And that became a pattern in my life. And when I was around 15 years old, I, I hit a turning point, a huge turning point. I started smoking cannabis as a way of, of escapism. I was playing video games. I was not taking care of myself. I was not taking myself seriously. And I was pretty much like a zombie walking around the house, you know, like stoned, playing video games all day and just kind of like uninspired, unmotivated, lazy, complacent, you know, I can, the list goes on. And I hit a rock bottom. That's when my parents noticed that I was not, you know, feeling good. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. And I cracked that night. I, I cried for like a solid four hours and I felt like just this endless stream of emotions were just coming out. I didn't understand why it was happening, but it just, it just kept coming out and coming out. And it was to the point, you know, my parents even looked at me and said, like, have you thought of taking your own life? And as soon as they said that, I just like, I kind of took a step back and I was like, where are you? Like, what, what have you done? Like, that's what, what was going through my head. Like, what 
have you done that, that's allowed you to be in this place right now? And it was a huge turning point in my life. The next day I show up to school, my eyes are all puffy, my face is all red. And, you know, when you cry for a long time, you look like <laughs> you look like you cried for a long time. So everyone was looking at me like, what happened to you? And I remember the feeling of embarrassment and the feeling of shame of just showing up to school looking like crap and feeling like crap. And I said, never again will I, will I allow myself to get to this place. And that sheer determination, that sheer will to not experience that, at that moment, I, I understood what I don't want to experience. And around that time, just before that, that incident, my second oldest brother was going through some, some severe anxiety issues. And he ended up um, reading a lot of books, you know, finding out, trying to find answers just like me. Um, and he came across meditation. Now, he taught me a 100 breath meditation, which was a very basic mindfulness meditation that basically you just count your breath and you bring your all your awareness and your focus on the breath. And it, it is to help you to ground yourself and to calm down your mind and to narrow your focus on one thing so you're not scattered all over the place. And with my sheer determination and my, my sheer will to just not feel like crap anymore and, you know, following that wanting to feel peaceful wanting to feel settled, wanting to feel happy. I, I sat there and for the next 20 minutes, I just did the best that I could because this meditation, essentially you, you count your breath, but then when you drift off and you stop focusing on your breath, you start again. So you have to go all the way to a hundred where you're completely focused on your breath, which is hard to do. So I was plowing away, you know, doing five breaths, doing seven breaths, doing three breaths. And I was like, okay, Pierre, slow down and focus. And as soon as I had this like voice kind of, it kind of took me over, it took over me and I, and I just sat there and then I got to like 60, 62, 63. I don't remember the exact number, but then when I opened my eyes for the first time, my mind was still, I was completely relaxed. My room looked different. Everything around me looked different. And this was where I got hooked on meditation. That was 11 years ago. The gap between now and then, I've had many teachers who opened me up to the world of spirituality on deeper levels, one of which it was the first one that I met at 17 who opened me up to the ways of spirituality. He opened me up to the fact that we have we have a higher self. We, have a, we are a spiritual being, and we are made of nothing but energy, and we have a connection with something much bigger than ourselves. And I was learning about these very powerful concepts when I was 17 years old. So I got, I feel immensely blessed to have met him at such a young age because it gave me a, a huge advantage. When all my friends were going to university and partying and going out, I'm not saying I was perfect all the time, but I was learning about these concepts. I was immersing myself in meditative practices and in intuition development and clairvoyant development and mediumship development, stuff that I, I never even thought of before I met this guy. So that lit a fire inside me. And when I started experiencing these states of being that, you know, of pure bliss and joy and just stillness inside my mind, inside my emotions and being able to redirect my focus and gain more, more control of my mind, I started to think, you know, like everyone needs to know this stuff. Everyone needs to understand that life does not have to be as hard as we make it. And it took me a while, like 
a solid like seven, eight years to get to the place where I am today, where I'm actually transferring this knowledge over to people. But part of my mission is to help people understand that we are, like Andrew was saying, spiritual beings. And that is our true nature. We are spiritual beings first and foremost, and we're having a temporary human experience, which is which is a, a very interesting concept when you sit down and you really try to think about what that means and how how deep that goes. Because I was learning about past lives. I was learning about my past lives. I was learning how to read other people's past lives. I was learning all these things that the human mind is really hard to understand because it's beyond the logical analytical mind. So I was being cracked open like an egg and just kind of realizing that life is so much bigger than we realize. And through this discovery, I, what I did not realize at first is that I, I was developing a moral obligation and a huge responsibility to be able to bring this into the world. And it took me some time. I struggled along the way. I had uh, addiction problems because I was so sensitive and I felt different. I felt isolated at times. And I just, I resorted to my vices. And it was a, it was a kind of an up and down journey that brought me to where I am today. So where I am today, I'm in Colombia. I am living my dream life. I launched my, my program around uh, five months ago. And I'm now a full-time entrepreneur living the dream life that I've been imagining in my mind and now helping people heal on their path. Like Andrew was talking about, healing is something that everyone has to partake in. Now, the reason I say that is unless you unless you grew up in a temple and you were meditating from the you know from two years old onwards and you kind of isolated yourself there is some a certain amount of things that happened in your life that has it had an, an effect on you and some of those things could have had a, a very significant effect on you in a positive way or a very significant effect on you in a negative way and if we keep the concept in mind that we are nothing but energy and everything that we interact with is energy, then looking at life from this perspective and, and kind of observing your path so far and the, the encounters you've had with other people, the encounters you've had with your own self, the, the things that were said to you, the things you said to others, all these little things that have happened, and there's a finite amount of them since the day you were born that you can actually quantify if you look at all these things that has happened to you and you see it as energy that has either had a, a positive or a negative influence on you, now we can take a step back and, and understand why we are the way we are. And this is what the path of healing is. It's a, the path of getting to the root of why you feel the way you feel, whether that is depression, anxiety, stress, worry, fear, all these different things stem from somewhere. The law of cause and effect states that for every effect, there is a cause. So if you're looking at, you know, something that you want to change, there is a reason for that. And that's the path of healing. The path of healing is, is learning to gain an understanding of those things and learning to, learning how to cut those things out of your life so they don't 
take away your energy anymore and that you can actually learn to to change your perspective on those things and and actually that you can change your the, the way that you see it so that it actually empowers you versus disempowers you so i've been on this path of healing for the last 10 years and i've been working one on one with people and i've seen a lot of people come and go and i've seen over the years i've been able to develop different techniques and different modalities and work with different modalities and one one thing that was a constant is that every single person deals with their stories and every single person has these voices in their head that come from somewhere and but the other constant is that every single person has the power in their hands with their decisions with their free will to change everything about themselves and i've seen people that honored the path that went on to create amazing things and i've i've seen people that gave up on themselves and stopped investing that time and that energy in in themselves and they kind of went started to go backwards so as i was practicing reiki and and seeing clients one on one i started to ask myself you know there has to be a way that anyone like anyone can learn something that anyone can apply that's simple that's easy to apply and that's effective in terms of getting rid of the things that are no longer serving us because a lot of us carry the weight of our past on our shoulders and because we're not taught these things and this i was going to get to this a bit later but you look at the education system we're not taught the most essential tools of life is how to take care of ourselves on a mentally on a mental spiritual and physical level and it's a shame but it's also an amazing opportunity it's an opportunity because there's so much room for growth and so much room for improvement and that's exciting that's really exciting because instead of looking at it like oh my god we're lacking so much resources like no not anymore not anymore all, like we're in an uh, information age and people are figuring it out. They're cracking the code. We're so resourceful. We're so resilient as a human species and we're, we're figuring it out. We're cracking the code. And I've been fortunate to be will to be given the responsibility and the, the, um, the, the obligation or the tools that gave me the obligation to, to find these answers when it comes to healing. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I can tell you that the processes that I've been able to integrate in my life and the process that I've been able to help people with is is very effective when it comes to healing. And the reason I'm saying this is because if you're sitting on your on your couch or in your chair, wherever you are right now, just know that there is a path laid out for you that if you choose to hop on it will lead you to amazing things all you need is to realize that this path exists and to begin looking for it and opening your mind to it and being willing to learn and change and do and invest time and energy in yourself and you will be guided down this path and it's laid out for every single human being there's no reason to think that there's that some people deserve to live a better life than others 
on a fundamental level, and this is something that I learned over the, the last decade of, of studying spirituality, is that we are all the same. We are all the same. And so if we are all the same on a deeply spiritual, fundamental level, that means that we all have the same opportunities. Where the, where the difference is, is what you choose to focus on, what you choose to invest your time with, because you have free will. We have free will. That means we have the power to choose to say yes or to say no, to allow or to resist, to speak or to shut up, to move forward or to stay put. Every single situation, we have the choice. That means that we are, we are free. We are free to choose. So I'd like to go over three keys that I've integrated in my life and that I also teach my students and my clients that are the foundation of spirituality, are the foundation that anyone can start to learn and anyone can start to integrate in their life and see dramatic results. So the first one, and you've most likely heard this, this word, mindfulness. Now, I think this, this word has kind of become a buzzword and a lot of people um, overlook it. They overlook the power that mindfulness has because maybe they don't understand the use of it or how it can impact your life. And maybe they don't understand how to use it or exactly what it is. So I've gained some insights on mindfulness throughout the years, and I'm gonna share two major keys and explain my perspective on mindfulness and how it's helped me. So mindfulness at the fun, at a fundamental level is, bring, is, a, is a practice of heightened awareness. So it's bringing more focused attention to the thing that you're doing. And now let's take a step back. How many times throughout the day, let's say you're driving somewhere, you're walking somewhere, and then you just have these moments of, where was I? I was just up in the air. I was thinking about all these things. I was cooking food, but I, I don't even remember cooking the food because my mind was somewhere else. So mindfulness is about practicing, bringing all this energy back into the present moment and training your mind to focus on what it is you are doing, whether that is what's your speech, what you're speaking, um, what you're doing, what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Life is very simple, but our minds, if we're not, if we don't take time to kind of to control it and, and to, to tend to it, our minds go all over the place and life becomes chaotic. It feels chaotic and overwhelming. But mindfulness is there to bring us back to baseline, bring us back to the present moment. And it's there to help us to focus on what it is that we are doing with 100% of our attention. Now, when I, be, when I started my journey, I was working at a, a grocery store. I was a cashier and sometimes I would go outside to get the carts. And when I was on cash, sometimes at night, it's not very busy, so I'm just standing there. And I remember, I still remember the, the night, like it was yesterday. I was like, so hooked on this thing of, of mindfulness and, and focusing on the present moment that I just stood there and I played this game where 
I would just focus on my breath and, and do super long, slow, deep breaths and bring all my focus and attention to the breath. And I would try to stop my thoughts, like completely stop my thoughts and just focus on one thing. And I would just do this exercise. And I became obsessed with this. I have a very addictive personality. And instead of, you know, playing the video games, now I was doing this stuff and I was getting way more out of it. So um, it was a lot of fun. And so I became obsessed with this. And the reason I, I'm bring, I bring this up is we all have the capability of bringing more focused attention to everything that we're doing throughout our day. All that is required is a, is our decision to do so. And the understanding that it, to realize that it's not going to be easy in the, in the beginning because your brain is wired a certain way and you're going to keep wanting to do the same thing and think the same thoughts and say the same words, but you got to understand that you're the commander. You're the, you're the chief. You're a spiritual being first, which is in command of this human mind, of this human body. And mindfulness is there to teach us how to bring our focus and our attention to the present moment. It's kind of like training a dog. I know it sounds silly, but we, we, are, we are animals. Some people forget that. They think that they're something, yeah, we are way more, obviously, better, like more developed and more advanced biologically than most animals, but we are still an animal. And people forget that. So if you look at it from a perspective of training a dog, in the beginning, the dog doesn't want to sit. But the more you tell it, sit, 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 the dog eventually just, just sits when you tell it to. It's the same with our mind. If we, we can all train our mind to be focused and to be present and to be still. So mindfulness is the first the foundation of spirituality because it's the practice of focused attention. It's the practice of being right here and right now. So what's the mechanism involved in mindfulness? What's the, the constant, something you can always come back to, the anchor? And you, you probably know where, where, where I'm going to get at, and that's the breath. The breath is something you can always come back to. It's something that you can literally change your state of being by changing your breath. And I have this saying that if you can master your breath, you can master your mind. Because the breath, just by doing, when you're focused all, when you focus all your mental energy and focus on the breath, on inhaling and exhaling, your brain is, is focused on the breath. You're not focused on what you're going to cook for dinner. You're not focused on what this person's thinking, uh, thinking about you. You're not focused on what this person said about you. You're completely immersed in the moment. So the breath is your anchor to that. I was fortunate to work one-on-one -on -one with Reiki. Reiki is a practice of energy, is an energy, energy healing modality that basically you become a channel for higher vibrational energies and you, you use that energy to, to work uh, with some negative energy blocks in the person. And so I had to train my mind to be completely still in those sessions because I can't be thinking about my problems. I can't be thinking about all these things because now I'm beaming this energy. I have this responsibility. This person is, is so vulnerable. They're laying in, on, this, on this massage table and I'm working with their energy. I got to be, I got to be right here right now. And it took time, but 
I got to a place where I was like, my mind is is very very still, and that's the like I've I've experienced both sides. I've experienced being super overwhelmed when I'm not taking care of my energy, and I've experienced total bliss and, and joy, bubbling from within. That's not that's not something I have to. Um, you know, do anything external to get that feeling. It's, it's a sense of, of joy that is innate. It's innate within our spiritual being. That's who we are. And the reason I bring this up is to carve a path for you, to make, to help you see that if you really want to, you can, you can train yourself to be still. You can train yourself to be, to be focused, to be grounded, to be present. So the second pillar the second step is and you're you probably know where i'm going to get it get get to it's meditation now meditation is growing in popularity when i met uh brian and andrew they both meditate and they express that to me it's part of their daily routine and i'm sure a lot of people in in this um in in this community do but i want to talk about meditation because when i met Andrew and Brian, and I've met hundreds of other people who meditate, I can see that perhaps they're missing something in their practice because meditation, when, when practiced effectively, brings you deeper within yourself and, and helps you open up to higher ways of thinking and higher ways of being. There is so much we can do with meditation because it's our portal to the spirit world, to something much bigger than ourselves we're closing our eyes the world outside that we see does not exist anymore now we're tuning into the energy field we're tuning into this cosmic infinite energy field and i think that's what a lot of people miss they think meditation is just a practice to help you feel good and relax and calm but and i and i've and, and andrew got a got a little dose of this because he recently joined the my program but he experienced that you know, there is, there is a world beyond us that we can all access. We can all access because it's who we are. It's who every single human being on this planet is connected to. We are all connected to this. And that's, I'm on a mission to spread this like a, like a virus because, and a, a good virus, the one that upgrades your life, not degrades it. And because if people were just would just realize how much power they have within, the world would, would not be the way it is right now. So I want to share some thoughts on meditation um, and kind of give you some insights to help maybe get you deeper on your in your meditation practice. And I want to I want to share how to meditate effectively because a lot of people just sit there and they I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. And your mind's going and you, all these excuses come up and it's, there's a lot of resistance and there shouldn't be resistance with meditation because it's innate. Every single person has it inside of them. So on a fundamental level, meditation is nothing but an extended practice of mindfulness. You're putting yourself in a little incubator, where nothing else exists but you and your connection to the universe. And you're training your mind to be completely still, to be completely present, and to open yourself up to the, the world of spirit. 
it's a spiritual practice, spiritual practice. It's a practice of spirituality, which means it's a practice to connect with your spirit. And you're not necessarily connecting with your spirit because you are your spirit, but you are connecting with the spiritual realms, which is where we actually all are. So if you look at meditation as an incubator, you're kind of putting yourself in this little bubble and this bubble serves a purpose. And that purpose is to ramp up your presence batteries, I like to call it. So you're, you're training your mind, you're being still, you're just letting any thought come up, you're letting everything come up, and you're just being still with yourself, with your mind, with your thoughts, with your emotions, and you're learning to practice acceptance. This is where a lot of people create resistance because it's like, oh, I, sh I, don't want, I shouldn't think, I shouldn't feel. Listen, you've had a whole life of all kinds of experiences that have had a mark, left a mark on you, whether good or bad. Now, when you close your eyes, all this stuff starts bubbling up. It's normal that you're going to feel stuff and you should feel stuff. And that's why you're doing it. Because most people forget to feel. They forget to feel what it is that's going on inside. And they just and they just kind of resist that. And they, they turn their cheek and they're like, no, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to deal that with that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal. So meditate. Meditation is like, okay, I'm going to sit down and close my eyes and I'm going to sit with this. Good or bad, you accept it, you welcome it, you let it bubble up. It's like open, open up a can of soda pop. All these bubbles fizz up. You don't try to catch them and, and put them in and keep them in. You, you just let the process, you just let everything bubble up. It's very simple. You just sit with yourself and you let everything come up and you accept and you allow and you surrender and you just build this energy you build this presence you build this sense of calm a sense of acceptance and once you get to a certain place where you've done this consistently you're starting to feel progress you're starting to feel like oh my god i'm going a little i went deep in that meditation yeah because you created space. You, you finally allowed these bubbles to rise up and it creates space within you so that you can have more of that energy in the present moment. Everything that happened in the past is taking away from your energy if you haven't dealt with it. And so it's taking away from your ability to be present because a part of you is still in the past and it's, it's attached to your energy and it's affecting you. So meditation is our way to kind of face that, accept that, welcome that, and, and begin to gain more clarity on those things. And there's various processes that you can do to eliminate them. And some of it will go on its own because you realize that it, <laughs> when you gain a higher perspective on things, you just realize how kind of um, pathetic some of the things, some of the things you're holding on to is. Now, I don't want to down any anyone or anything uh, that happened to you, but I'm just saying that some situations in your life that happened Sometimes like it's just like this little grudge and you forgot that you're holding this grudge towards this person. And when you sit down to meditate and you're just, this person comes into your mind, it's like, what? I haven't thought about this person in like five years. Why is he coming in my mind? It's like, oh, why do I, feel, why am I holding a grudge towards? And then you just let it go. It's gone. See, that's just a little example of what can happen. We have all these things that we just avoid and ignore. And meditation is our way to acknowledge that. So a great place to start if you're, if you're not meditating on a regular basis, or maybe you've never meditated, or you're just starting out, 
a great place to start is to just go find a guided meditation. I recommend ideally you want to move away from the guided meditations because you get the most benefit when you're sitting down in silence with yourself. And that's the most challenging way to meditate, but it's the most effective and the most beneficial because you're sitting in silence with yourself. Like you have no distractions, so you have to face what is going on inside. So the guided meditations, what they'll do is, is they equip you with they equip you with the the guidance and what to focus on, what to think about. But once you kind of get your mind used to that process and you're you're used to being you to get in these these deep states and get your body to relax and your mind to relax and create the space within you, then you should move away from those guided meditations and, and really try to develop your own practice in silence because that's where that's where the magic happens. Now, I'm not saying there's no benefits in, in, in guided meditations because they can be very powerful. I actually provide it's something that I've been doing for a long time. I guide meditations and it's, it's served a lot of people because some people just have a really hard time in the beginning to get, you know, get past their, their own thoughts, their own emotions. And it, it can be very overwhelming. So guided meditations give you something to focus on so you can narrow your focus and, and just and just stop thinking of all, all these things and you're just focused on this one thing and it's a great place to start so i highly recommend that if you're either starting out or if you're having trouble go find a nice guided meditation and it's a it's better than not meditating <laughs> so one piece of of um, one insight that i would like to share as well is how often you should meditate now, ideally, you want to do it twice a day, but a minimum of once per day. Like some people say like, oh, 15 minutes a day, five days a week. Look, if you do five days a week, chances are you're not going to do it over the weekend. And the weekend is where you, you tend to just kind of like let everything go and go have fun and whatever. The weekends are the most important times to meditate, especially if you want things to change in your life. Do it every day. Non-negotiable for me. Meditation is like food. If I don't, I'm not going to not eat unless I'm doing some kind of fast or something, but you, gotta, you feed your body every day. You got to feed your mind every day with books, with information that helps you grow into the person you want to become. And you got to feed your spirit every day. That's a non-negotiable. It's almost as it, it's almost more important than food for me, because if I don't meditate, I'm not, I don't feel like myself. I'm all over the place. My mind goes in all kinds of directions and it, it blows everything out of proportion and it's just a non-negotiable. So I invite you to consider making meditation a non-negotiable in your life. Like it's bar none, non-negotiable. The reason you want to do it twice a day, ideally, is because think about this concept. So you're, you have the, your day, it's a, it's a timeline. This timeline is the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Now, on this timeline, is you're, you're conscious, you're awake, you're doing things, you have responsibilities, you have duties, you have all these things that you have to do. And if you don't, let's say you wake up and you go on your phone and you get distracted and like your day is just going to be like all jumbled up and all chaotic and your mind's going to be all over the place. Now, if you wake up and you do some movement, workout, cold shower, like Andrew taught me, <laughs> um, and then you meditate. You start your day with calm. You start your day with presence. You start your day with focus. You start your day with tuning into yourself. 
to listening to what it is that your soul is trying to tell you. And now you've built up this presence, you've built up this energy within yourself, and you're carrying on this timeline. What do you think is going to happen? It, you're not going to lose this presence. It's going to stay with you. It's going to drag on. It's going to have a, a ripple effect. And now you go through this day and you lose some, because we all kind of lose energy. Most of us lose energy throughout the day because we interact with negative people or we have negative thoughts and we give our attention to things that are not conducive to our to our health or to our well-being or to our, you know, to feeling good, feeling high energy. So you start to lose a little bit of presence, a little bit, you know, kind of getting back all over the place. And now it's like time, time out. I'm sitting down again. And now you can create this little nice little connection between the two periods of time where you're in, you're in your little incubator. You shut the outside world off. You tune into yourself. You relax. You create space. You listen. You pay attention. You breathe. You reset your biology. You reset your system. Reset your mind. And then you go to sleep. Now, imagine you do that every single day. What compound effect that would have? You do that for six months, you do that for a year, you do that for 10 years, how different you would be. Because now you're acknowledging your soul, the deepest part of who you are, who you truly are. And you don't, you don't have to rely on, on your ego and this logical analytical mind to give you your answers. You've learned to listen to your intuition. You've learned to listen to your higher self, to your true self. And now when you have a, a question, you have a concern, you have a challenge, you go in meditation. I'm not saying meditation is going to solve all your problems, but it can give you a lot of clarity. Because when your mind's not overthinking, when you're present to the situation and you look at it for what it is versus what your mind has created it to be, when you look at it for what it is, most times it's not as bad as what your, your, your brain has made it up to be. So if you get in the habit of doing this every single day and you, you focus on bringing more focus and attention to your day, everything is going to start changing because your perception of the world is going to start to change. Your perception of yourself in relationship to the world is going to change. Now that's what I've been able to experience in my life. I used to be all over the place. I used to be insecure. I used to not have a voice like doing this, this, this kind of thing where I'm, you know, I'm talking to people that I, I don't know, but, um, where I'm sharing these things, speaking in front of people. I don't think I would have had it in me when I when I was when I started out to, to do to do that. But then I, I started to build awareness. I started to build understanding, and I started to build more presence and more groundedness. And I started to realize how pathetic fears and limiting beliefs and all these things are because they're all created in the mind. If I'm a spirit and I'm almighty. And I'm divine, I'm connected to the everything, then all these little things that are, that are holding me back, they're puny. We can, we can all have this. So I want to go over some common excuses because I hear them all the time. I don't have time. Meditation is hard and I can't stop thinking. If, when, if you say I don't have time, first of all, you're lying to yourself. Second of all, you're just not creating the time. If you say, oh, I don't have time to meditate. No, 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 no. That's complete BS. 
because you're on your phone an hour a day or 30 minutes a day, whatever, how much time you're spending on there. Every single person has a 15 minute time period in their day where they can sit down and they can allocate to nurturing their spirit. Every single person. And, and keeping in mind that this, this is a non-negotiable. Then you can start to kind of shift our perspective on that and be okay. I'll create the space. I'll create the time and I'll do this. Meditation is hard. Everything's hard if you've never done it. When you were tying your shoelace, you were frustrated because when you first learned to tie your shoelace when you were young, you were frustrated because you didn't know how to tie your shoelace. And you, it's like, oh, which one goes over which? And it's like, you know, when you're, you're learning how to like write, when you're learning how to read when you're young, like everything's hard in the beginning when you're first starting out. So yeah, it's going to be hard. Absolutely, it's going to be hard. But it's a skill that is going to pay so many dividends in your life. It's going to help you get closer to who you really are, give you clarity on why you're here, and help you understand yourself better. Why you do the things you do, why you say the things you say, and why you speak the way you speak. I just said the same thing twice there. <laughs> think the way you think. Um, so overall, you're gaining an outside perspective and you're beginning to live from this observer mindset where you're kind of taking a step back and you're looking at yourself. You're not engrossed in here. You're now in control of, of this. So the third piece, so we have mindfulness, we have meditation, and so it's three M's. Third one is mastery. Now, why did I, why did I choose mastery? Because meditation the practice can be very elusive. It can slip away from you very easily. So in the beginning, when you're first starting out, if you have this long-term vision of mastering this skill, which I think is essential, we should all get be taught this. And I, I, I have a vision for this world where the children are going to be taught how to meditate from day one. I mean, not day one, but like as soon as they can, because... We are spiritual beings. We have to tune into that. We have to listen to that and train ourselves to, to live from this place. So if you have mastery in the back of your mind from day one, you're going to understand that it's, a, it's not going to happen overnight and, and you're not going to get all the benefits that you can in three, six months, nine months, a year. You know that it's going to be a process, that it's going to be a long process and it's going to, you're going to have to be patient with it. You're going to have to invest time you're going to have to invest energy and, and a focus and attention so if you approach this this practice with the master with mastery in mind you're planting that flag 10 years down the road or 15 years down the road and now you're focused on that it's going to give you a better perspective and i don't think you're i think it's going to help with um helping you stay consistent with it because you know that you're not just doing this for the short term gain you're doing this for a long-term benefit so just like anything else be patient with it. it takes time so we're approaching um we're just about on the hour right now so i'm just going to wrap it up by saying that you will always feel better when you take time for yourself we all know this but we don't do it you will always feel better when you take time to acknowledge your spirit and to build a connection with it and 
the reason you will feel better is because our natural state is positive. Our nat we are beings of love, joy, and bliss. And if anything that we, we feel that is not that is just the absence of love, joy, and bliss. Because we've come to conclusions about certain things in our lives that impact us in a negative way. So you all can do this. Every single human being can learn this skill. And every single human being can benefit from this skill. It's not just something that, you know, it, it's such a, an interesting thing because it's like a universal practice that everyone can learn and everyone can benefit from because we are all spiritual beings. And so I invite you to consider what I shared with you today and begin implementing meditation in your life and begin living a life of spirituality. I want to thank you for your time and, and, and attention. I want to thank Andrew and Brian for having me on. And I look forward to meeting you all in the near future. Incredible. Guys, I hope you took your notes because holy cow, that was some freaking fire. And you know, a lot of us might know some of those things. You know, a lot of people might know, oh yeah, you got to be mindful. I've heard meditation yeah, like 10 times, dude. Like I know, right? But to know, but not to do is not to know. So, you know, if you're not actively trying to incorporate that into your life, do you really know? Do you have the experience of being able to actually, you know, put it into your life and see the results? Because if you did see the results, you'd be doing it every day. You know, I, I was so excited for the opportunity to, to uh, you know, get coaching from Pierre because I've been meditating for over two years now. And I've always known that I could go deeper. I've always known that there is a whole other layer or a, a realm, I guess, a, 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 a whole other dimension to meditation. And I knew I was missing something. And guys, holy cow, the experiences that I've had in the last week have been quite literally otherworldly. Um, out of body experiences, completely sober. And uh, yeah, it, it's intense. So, but I mean, I've been meditating for two years also. So like, it, it, it might not happen for you like that. I also have experience with getting in the zone pretty fast. Um, and, and then having the little, it's literally, it was like one tiny piece of knowledge that unlocked, um, you know, the, the piece of the puzzle that I needed to start going deeper like I have been. And uh, it's been a, it's been a truly magical journey. And what Trey said here is so facts. You know, you can read 100 books and know all sorts of stuff. But if you don't implement it, you wasted your time. Guys, you hear me say it all the time. You hear people say all the time. Knowledge is power, right? Wrong. Knowledge with execution is power because knowledge by itself is only potential power. It's not power until you use it. If you watch 10 TikToks on real estate and then don't do anything, that's a complete waste of time. But if you go watch 10 TikToks on real estate and then buy a house, that's power. You know, that, that's like, that's life-changing content right there. And chances are, you're watching a piece of life-changing content right now. If you've known about meditation before and you haven't acted on it, what's what's stopping you right now is your chance. A great place, a great day to start. Uh, honestly, guys, the best day to start meditating is today, tonight. 
10 minutes, five minutes, three minutes, even one minute of a mindfulness practice is beneficial. Stopping and breathing and focusing on the now moment because that's the most important moment ever because that's the moment that you get to choose what you're thinking about. If you don't like how your life has been, that doesn't matter. You know, the, the, the past experiences that, that happened that made that outcome don't matter because right now is the only time you can change it. Not you in the future, not you in the past. Right now is the only opportunity that you have to change it. And I was thinking about this the other day, you know, just thinking philosophically on a walk, like, oh my God, like every day is the best day ever. Every day that we have, every moment that we have is the best moment ever. Because you know why? It's the moment that we get to choose to make things different or to make things better. It's the only moment that we have is right now. And in that moment of me talking three seconds ago, that's gone. So now, right now is the moment. You see what I'm getting at? Like, this is the only time that you have to make things different. And it's like, it's really empowering to know that. And that's one of the things that we aim to teach in MI5 and enlighten people on is like, everything that happens in your life is your own responsibility. But anyways, guys, that was kind of a rant there. As you guys know, we have... I just want to hammer it into you guys because some of you guys hear, but you don't, uh, you, you hear it, but you don't, or you, you listen, but you don't hear. So I'm going to talk to me and Pierre and uh, have a little powwow. We have the MI5 members only powwow session right now, right after this. And you can get the link for that in the MI5 chat. Guys, if you're in the MI5 chat, it's already in there. If you are not in the MI5 group chat, slide up in this because we are just blasting positivity and opportunities every single day 24 24 hours a day seven days a week t.me slash the mi5 movement if you want to follow us on social media and see the content that we're pushing out follow us on all platforms at the mi5 movement if you want to follow pierre please get involved with him on instagram at pierre cormier underscore and if you would like to look into spiritual alchemy transformation, which is his course, which is the course that I'm doing right now, I can speak from firsthand experience. It is absolutely life changing and I'm becoming an alchemist in the real world. Um, you can do that by joining his Facebook group, Spiritual Alchemy Transformation Community. And of course, just searching his name on Facebook, we get you directly in contact with Pierre. So I urge you to please take action on that. If you, if what you've heard tonight has been impactful, take action, you know, there, even if you just follow them, plant the seed in your mind. And, and, and if you are making the excuse that you don't have time, that's okay, because you'll have time when you decide that you do. So guys, with that, I'm going to end it out. And uh, of course, as you know, I am the official weatherman of MI5 and I have an important weather prediction for you i'm feeling the static electricity in the air and i just want to remind you to grab your umbrellas because mi5 is taking 2023 by storm baby let's go i'll see you on the power let's go have a good night guys